0: Season five of The Score, the Teen Roping Journal's podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the teen roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey,
1: everyone. It's Jenna. Welcome back to The Score. History is in the making right now with the first ever $2 million riata buckle happening this weekend at the Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Kobe Lovell and Dakota Kirkenslager just won $90,320 during the Pro Futurity on November 4th. Drew Stewart caught up with the champions right after their win, which you'll hear on today's episode. You can read the full story over at TeamRopingJournal.com And don't forget to keep an eye on our website and our social media pages to stay up to date with the latest news and results. You can also stay tuned and I'll explain how you can live stream on roping.com. The $2 million Riata Buckle Futurity will stream exclusively on roping.com, where members can watch the entirety of the historic event November 3rd through 6th from Guthrie, Oklahoma. The Riata Buckle, a groundbreaking time-only rope horse and breakaway Futurity and age championship, is for horses five and under, sired by Riata enrolled stallions, as well as aged horses and handicap ropers of all levels. From a different perspective, this is where the Futurity team roping concept meets handicap jackpot team roping. The Riata Buckle is a stallion incentive program that will promote the breeding and training of thousands of rope horses over the coming years by engaging the huge recreational team roping industry. No other event in the history of cowboy competitions has ever had a payout that large at a debut event, and there are only four other roping events in the world that pay over $2 million, making the Riata Buckle the fifth richest roping in the world. Roping.com's live stream coverage starts on Thursday, November 3rd with the breakaway futurity at 12 p.m. Central Time, and it will conclude with the Jerry Bailey Jr. Mix Riata Buckle Ropings on Sunday, November 6th. Roping.com members can watch the live stream for free with their membership and access to the archive live stream footage will be available for members after the event. You can sign up and save today when you use the code thescore15 for 15% off your membership.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, here in this arena, the fabulous Lazy East, so many great events have come and gone and stuck around, and here's one that we kind of think is going to be here for the ages. The Riata Buckle Pro Futurity just got over here a moment ago. $400,000 is what we just paid out with a little over 50 teams. The champions of it all are right here, Colby Level, Dakota Kirschenschlager. These guys want it all. Guys, what about this payoff in the very first outing, 90320 bucks. Yeah,
3: it's an amazing thing what everybody's doing in the rope horse maturity world and the horse world right now. I mean, the horse flesh that there is out there in every event right now is absolutely amazing. And I mean, we both grew up wanting to be better horsemen and ride horses. And, I mean, we put our blood, sweat, and tears, our life into this. And I mean, it's just the opportunities to come ride young horses for this kind of money is
2: amazing. Colby, talk to me a little bit about, like, just piggyback on what he's saying. This is going to change the game, isn't it? Not not only this, but then we've got a 12 roping coming up next. Tomorrow we've got a 12 and a 10 on five-year-olds. How is this, how do you see this affecting the horse game?
0: Oh, it's going to push the industry to a, there's no telling what level. I mean, the foundation that goes into the young horses and I think it's going to make people ride, ride rope better and it's going to help everything. I mean, uh, as far as going to the next level, I mean, pe- a lot of people know how to rope, and, but it's the horses, you know, and with the five year olds, six year olds getting to put a foundation in them and slowing down enough to let the horse work and then seeing how much it grows is going to make the rope industry grow. It's going to make the horse industry grow. It's, it's going to make everything better. I mean, it's. Honestly, there's a lot of people who have been looking for this. It's going to be a blessing. Talk to me about, Dakota, like the horse business.
2: Not just the horse business, the guys. Here's a great example. Jeremy Olson called you. Four-plus header. You're going to start getting that call
3: a lot. Oh, yes, sir, for sure. You know, we have... A lot of people call us about this, and I think everybody—like some people—were on the fence. But I think after they see this payout, they're and plum every, off yeah, now, I, I think. Mean, they, I mean, just the other day—I don't know, a couple of weeks ago—at Shane Phillips sale, the Phillips family, they sold some horses in there that were eligible for this. But then a year ago, the same kind of horses didn't cost near what they brought. Just a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it's a big thing right now. I mean, it's a. Everybody, I mean all these horses people are looking for, customers of mind wanting they all want to be eligible for this and the royal crown and stuff. Like they have to be eligible for things for them and the ones that aren't, they're still nice horses, but a lot of people don't they don't even want to mess with them if they're not. Yeah. I think the
2: the other side of this that is gonna see your guys's businesses explode, not just on the on the horse side of it, but your clinics and stuff. The old the old three hundred bucks a day for a clinic just went out the window. It just went out the window because you're bringing a five year old or a four year old or even a three year old getting started, and I want you, Colby, to teach me how to ride him it ain't 300 bucks anymore so
0: you're i mean your guys' whole business model is going to change isn't it oh for sure i think i mean it just puts a different outlook on everything and uh i mean the people that are, yeah. i wanted when i was growing up riding and roping i was fortunate enough to be around guys get to watch guys like the Rices, and you know, that was something I learned in uh, early age, and it stuck with me. And then I've gotten to be around TJ in the last two years, and you know, it's just growing, and it's something, you know, you want to get around people that are better than you, if something that you're trying to be better at. And it just pushes you, and that's, you know, when everything comes together, it makes the cow horse, the cutters, you know, all of the best horses in the world can come to one spot and find out which horse can do it all. You know, it's like missing cash. You know, the horse won the futurity, but he was a buy, a racehorse, a thoroughbred. You know, that's what's neat about this kind of stuff. There's no telling what kind of doors are gonna open. And that's gonna push the industry to grow like crazy, I think. You just, so TJ has got about 900 missed calls for me.
2: Cause I know he had five horses hidden out down there, but that's a great point. Guys like TJ Good, cutters that can rope, the Rice family, these guys that have been show horses. That you know, I've been running that cutting world for 15 years now. Those guys that can rope a little bit, they can put the train on one. We're gonna see them. You think TJ Good's not gonna crack back out as good as he heads? And be like, oh, man, he's
0: right. He'll be riding the black that I, that I just rode right here. He's riding him today. You know, See, there it is. Exactly. That's what I mean. But I've spent me and TJ and I have spent the time in the last year getting to a spot where we think the confidence is there. And he's put such a good foundation where oh probably two two weeks before the rope horse maturity, I took the black home, I rode him, got with him better, had some bad luck there, so went back home, kept going. This week man went to TJ's last night and rode and just everything that it just came together you see just what he put into it and what I'm trying to put into it just it blend together and it just melts and just you get to watch it grow that's the good thing you know you want to see young kids grow up be as good as they can well nothing's better than raising a horse and seeing him good when you put all that time into it i don't care what it is i mean that's the special thing about this
2: i, I couldn't say it better myself that is a, a perfect spot there's nothing that's as rewarding as riding those horses and getting them to that point let's talk about the riata stallions dakota tell me a little bit about your horse tell me about the bloodlines talk to me about that whole that whole story and why you chose that horse so
3: dean tufton owns oh, that mare she's out of uh, Hickory's Misty hickory's and uh, she's one of the biggest producing cutting mares and cow horse mares of all time. And she's uh, own daughter of Hickory Holly Time. And Dean also owns Hickory Holly Time. He uh, raised that mare, did everything. I mean, bought the embryo out of that mare, raised her, uh, tried to cow horse her. She just didn't, wasn't as good as some of the other ones. Uh, I got her as a four-year-old last year. We uh, showed her one time and she, just, she was just a late bloomer. And then uh, this year, at the beginning of the year, he's like, yeah, I I like, let's try it. We started taking her to Arizona and then we called her to all the world crowning kids. And then we're here. And, and I mean, I've always, there's just something about that horse I've always liked. She's a good mare. She's fast. She stops. She looks good doing it. Yeah. And uh, I've always just, there was something about her I knew just deep down that's a good horse. And uh, I liked her from the first time I seen her. And I just, I picked her out and I was like, I want that one. All right, take her home, train her. And he's like, I mean, we could have sold her a couple of times. He's like, no, that's going to be a breeder. Like, that's going to be our next generation of horses. is going to be out of her. So, I mean, it put a lot of pressure on me, but we thrive under pressure. And yeah. I, I like that, and I like the horses, and I love the bloodlines. Like Colby said, you know, you raise these horses, and you breed them, and you do all these things. I mean, my I mare's mean, five years old, now. I mean, there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears poured into that marriage to get her to the point we're at. That's awesome. Dean, he's been a great customer of mine. I just, I love everything about that horse program. Uh, He's got so many horses. It's, 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 it's like going to Chris. For me, the way I like horses, going to his house is like Christmas morning. There's so many of them to pick from, and we ride through them all and we talk and we make a plan. I mean, we have a plan with every horse. I mean, literally a business plan. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do with this horse. And her plan was to be a winner, no matter how long it took. So that's why last year we didn't French fry. We took our time. You know, there's some of them. He's like, this one needs to win at a younger age so we can sell it. You know, there's just. Every horse has got to have a plan.
2: I, t- I have never heard you. That's how much... I mean that that y- you just spoke from the heart right there about what it's really like.
3: Yeah, it's a work and it's hard. We invest everything into it, but when it all comes together, there's no greater feeling in the world because there ain't 50 people in the world that are even gonna try it, let alone succeed. At it. And I mean, we, my wife, Colby's wife, Colby. There's so many days we're out there when there ain't nobody around and the weather sucks. It's 100 degrees or it's 10 degrees. We're the ones out there. Our help doesn't want to work or whatever the situation may be. We are the ones out there grinding it out. Day in and day out. And when it works, it's the the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, if we got paid by the hour, it's (laughs) cool. But we love what we do. Yeah. And that's why we do it. I mean, we, we get to do things that, i mean it's amazing to get to do stuff
2: yeah um, so colby you know team ropers are our stigma a little bit in the industry has been riding unpaper gilding and that kind of been our stigma a little bit you know just uh and now for the for the backyard guy is the guy that i'm talking about that 4 that 5 that 6 now it's, hey, we need to pay attention a little bit more. Gonna make you step up. Talk to me about the importance for you guys out there putting the grind in on having those horses that have the good bloodlines.
0: Oh, I mean, that you know what you're starting with. You know, uh, when you know what you're starting with from the very beginning, and you know it's got good blood in it, you're gonna cherish every moment with that horse because you don't want to go backwards. And if you see other people training the same blood horses and they're doing good, you don't want to think out route by no means at any time. You can look back, see what the horse's mama, what she won, what she produced, just like Dakota was saying, you know. This when you have a found my dad he roped, he was he roped great, you know. He put a foundation in me that he helped me, taught me how to rope. I mean, I'm stuck. Uh, I put the time in. I had somebody to try to out rope every day in the arena. We get those special little young horses and stuff. They push against each other. We know which one we need to slow down on, which one we need to run a slow steer on. And when you figure all that stuff out, you know, all that's going to mold together and make the foundation just, it'll make you put more pride in your ride, you know. The people that are backyard breeders, they're going to try and figure out how to get some papers in their horses, you know. what's. You see how neat this is. Some, Just like I was saying, the, the breeder, 6,000. That's crazy. You know, they some, they might not even know this deal went on today. And then that's just gonna, you know what I'm saying? They might not even Yeah, you're right. 6,000. 6,000 for the breeder. And like you say, may not even... May not even know. And then they're, they're gonna get to check in their <laughs> mail, and they're gonna be like, hey, and then that's gonna spread. You know what? This deal's gonna spread. It's gonna push the industry. It's gonna have the cow horse guys, the cutters, I don't care if racehorse, jockey, it doesn't matter. It's gonna push everybody to try and, hey, man, you know what? That horse can move his feet. It might not be good. It's the best at this, because a little might not have, not have the cow to go and cut, but hey. He's got enough freedom right there to run and go catch a steer and can still stop and strong. Let's team rope. Let's get him in the right spot. Let's figure something out. Maybe I need to get some help, you know? The horse, the young horses, you do it right. Their age is, a, is just a number just like any, but if you put the foundation and the time into it and you don't go backwards, you, you know, I always tell people at my schools, when you hang a bridle in one's mouth, that sits on the bars and they don't realize that when they get rough with them during the day or during the roping, that calluses up those bars. Well, you know what that horse thinks? When we go home and we get off our horse that evening and we wash him off, do whatever, we put him in the stall. When he goes to take a drink of water, what's he feeling? He's still roping. When he's eating, what's he doing? He's still roping. And then we start the next day and that callous spot on those bars, as soon as you hang that bridle, he doesn't cherish it. He doesn't hang right. You know, when that, that bridle's an extension of your hand. It, it builds into the roots of your legs. That's the foundation of that horse. One, two, two bad days and you know, that they drink, they eat, they never sleep. The horses that you see walk around here soft-eyed, hang their bridle, not chewing their bridle. They're packing it, they're respecting that hand. That's what, you know, that's where the industry, I think, is gonna push. That's where the team roping world is a little bit, doesn't know that, you know, but when I say that, at one of my clinics or schools, they're just, it's like a light bulb went off. You know, better tack, you know? handmade stuff that all what's what's the purpose in a handmade horse if you don't have a handmade gear I mean that's just something I believe in I think you nailed it
2: and guys I think this right here we've seen the industry change we've been you know Dakota we've known each other a long time We've seen it change a lot from when we were down there at old Lano messing around to up here now to what we've seen change. But this might be one of those deals where we really, the U.S. comes in, changes the industry. The World Series comes in, changes the industry. The Open opens, changes the industry. This is one of those One of those deals that's going to turn around. Well, gentlemen, I tell you what, from a lower-numbered guy that has idolized guys like you my entire life, I think what you boys just said up here is amazing. That light bulb that you're talking about, if anybody ever gets a chance to go ride at a cutting barn, go do it. Go work at a rain cow horse barn. Just go lope horses for somebody for a day. Go hang out with these guys. Not at a clinic. Go do the work and see what it's all about. And, guys, I tell you what, I appreciate both of you a lot. Great job today. 90,000 bucks. It's going to spread like wildfire, I think. And uh, the industry's in good hands with guys like you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You You betcha. Thank you, pal. Dakota, great job.